Boom, we're back. That's right. Bullish Bitcoin bantering bullshit. Pod 117 brought to you by the usual suspects. Mr. Orlin, a.k.a. the trillion dollar man. Dr. Evil 10%, the people's champ. Myself, Sir Nevelop, a.k.a. the excellence of execution. And no surprise, Mrs. No Show. No Show. What do you appear about 60, was it? Is it 69? Somewhere about there, 60, 70. So he had a spell of 60, 70 episodes without appearing, then appeared, and then hasn't appeared since. So maybe we're due for one soon. Well, numbers going up, isn't it? And uh, we did actually hear from him out out of the blue. And I was just like, huh? Has the has the group been infiltrated? Is signal been hacked? <laughs> yeah, guess what? Because uh, number one up. Yeah. So we know that she's still holding. So when it's an all-time high, we expect uh, to appear back on the show. Maybe we should just have a special agenda for when that happens, where it just rips <laughs> and rips into him, and we go through certain subjects just to take the piss. You just misgendered her. I'm sorry. <laughs> please, please have my apologies. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I I need education. All female pronouns, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wanted to share a very quick, um, like, nice story. I tweeted it out. So I don't know if you saw it, but the Bitcoin wedding podcast we did um, about a month ago it was very nearly the first Bitcoin divorce as as well, because. I lost this ring. <laughs> so it has been missing for well over a week now. I lost it in the fields. The grass was a bit wet. The tractor was getting a bit clogged up. So I was cleaning it out and then throwing the dirty and the clogged up grass into to the side. And then it was a couple of days later. I just felt that something was wrong. I'm like, oh my God, the ring, the Bitcoin ring has gone. You know, this is a one of a kind. The infamous Bitcoin ring as well, because it's not just any ring. It's number 21. Yeah, one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's sentimental value attached as well, obviously, as well. It's the wedding ring. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, I, this happened at about six in the morning. I just kind of weirdly woke up and felt my hand. I was like, it's not there. I'm like, it hasn't been there for ages. So anyway, what restored my faith in humanity, because I got it back, right, is... Uh, the missus went into some groups, some local community groups on Facebook, kind of have an account. And I was like, it's not going to work. But we, we asked the metal detectors and we got one. Someone was very kind and lent us one. But what was even better is some guy went, I'm a pro at this. I can just come do it for you if you want. So we just said yes to both. I was like, I'm going to want to get out there first, suss it out. And it's something I realized, you know, over seven acres of land, it's so fucking vast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking big. I'm like, why? Why did it have to happen out here? And um, I was going Not along. Not my one bedroom flat. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if I can, let's say, take him long to find it in there. And uh, so I, I, I spent a couple of hours out there. Like, it beeped a couple of times, but couldn't see anything there. I, it was a, the one that had been lent. It was a, a Christmas present to someone's dad. He'd never opened it. Didn't want it. Kind of just went, yeah, I use it for a bit. I want it back, but use it. But anyway, the pros turned up, and uh, there was three of them. They just spread out over it, told them roughly where I was, where I think the likely place is. Within 40 minutes, the guy was doing a jig in the middle of my field. Like, I'm like, 
No way. I suppose this is just a hobby, isn't it? Like they enjoy the whole process of finding things. Like that this. is exactly right. These these were the three nicest guys I've ever met. I was like, oh, can I trust God. them? Ali gets here to steal it. Like even if they, I think I in my mind I was like, there's a five percent chance they find my ring, and I'd say there's a fifty fifty chance they just pocket it. You know why? <laughs> kind of why wouldn't I would? We would never know, right? They were constantly bending down and pulling out random bits of old machinery, like bits of tractor and all sorts, like little bits of metal out the ground. So after a while, I just left them to it. I'm like, I can't be out here all day with you. It's gone. Yeah, yeah it's gone. Yeah. And then the guy's dancing around and like he, he, he comes running over. He's like, I found it, I found it. I'm like, you know what, wow. guys, this is... So what did you give him for a reward? Quick he age, wouldn't accept money, gym? weirdly. I was like, I'll give you a reward. <laughs> <laughs> what, he, he was just like, what did you say? I said a quick HJ. Oh, right. Nah. nah. The missus was there, you know. So, <laughs> But um, but no, weirdly, we had a load of champagne left over from the wedding. And we don't really drink that much. So we just grabbed three bottles of champagne and um, gave them a bottle each. And they seemed happy. Nice. They, they literally wouldn't accept money. They were like, literally, we love it. And the US went, all I want from you, really, is do we have permission to carry on? And whatever we find, if there's got any value to it, we'll split it 50-50. But can we just keep going? Because we love doing this. They call themselves detectorists, and they, they they do it all over. And apparently, it's really hard to find land you're legally allowed to do it on, because uh, on public land you're allowed to walk on it, but you're not allowed to dig anything up or take anything from it. That's illegal. Mm. So, getting permission, and obviously the the land that I've got, it's been farmland and private land since you know probably for a hundred years. So there could be a load of stuff under there. And I, you know, he, he's he's like, oh yeah, it's a Saxon area. There could be. Load of coins, load of jewelry, whatever under there. I'm like, well, look, if you find it, fucking congrats. And yeah, keep going, knock yourself out. So that's all they wanted. They just wanted to walk around in in the fields for the day, like having a look. And they, they found some random things. Like they found one of them found a coin from the 1700s, and he's like, it's not a rare one, but it's cool. I'm like, well, fair play. Like they went home so happy with these like little old coins and stuff. I'm like, but I was ecstatic. I got my ring back, number 21, back on my finger. I am not losing it again. That was yeah. a fucking scare. I can't. And it just restored. You know, with everything like going on in the world right now, mm. like, it was just nice to have a bit of fucking good news. You know, like so there's, there's like three random guys just volunteered their help. I was instantly skeptical going, even if they find it, they're going to steal it. They didn't. They found it. They were jumping up and down in the middle of the field. They weren't trying to hide it. They were advertising it. They came running over. I've got it. I've got it. Mike. Where do you guys come from? Because yeah. everyone that I kind of have come across in, in life, they would have fucking pocketed that. That's a gold ring. You could have got taken that off, melted it down, turned it into anything you wanted. I'd have never known. But they well, didn't. You say that. You say that. But the company that we all used to work for, <laughs> and is uh, I always reference them as, you know, essentially the nicest dinner ladies on earth. <laughs> You know, and, and, and it was, yeah, but, you know... If you drop 2K they, on the floor, do you reckon they'd pick it up and give it here? Or they would take it out from sales? I've always still been astonished at how, you know, welcoming and how nice the backbone of the business was. And, you know, parts of it still is because mm. of the parts of it have, are no longer there, <laughs> you know, in terms of the individuals. Um 
But yeah, you know, I even had a, an act of kindness just the other week when I said I'd love to get some business challenge uh, T-shirts that we had for our recent charity run. And a couple of days later, yeah, sent out to give to customers. And, um, you know, it's, it's those types of things I always will be fondly remembering and is, you know, over and above things not working or not being able to get hold of people and, you know, all the, the bad stuff. But that that's an, that's an amazing, amazing story. And yeah, thanks for sharing that. It's, yeah. uh, it's good, especially the sentimental value of the ring as well. I feel yeah. attached to it myself. I, yeah, I, I'd literally just come to terms with it being gone. Mm. And then the guys the turned wife. up today and we found it. Had the wife come to terms? Yeah, she, she was extremely upset for the first few days. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she she just about come to terms with it as well and we were already starting to go, oh, you know, I could potentially order another one. It obviously it won't be 21. It could be a form of 21. Maybe we do 42 or something. And mm. but it's never going to be the same. And then oh, it was just, I, I didn't even want to go there too much. So I'm like, I still haven't given up hope, but I was already starting to think of how to replace it. And, uh, and oh man, they found it. I can't believe it. So back in, we've, we have got my one little bit of gold back with 21 on it. So very happy. Will you be resizing it, or will it? Or was it just a case of you took it off whilst kind of messing around with the tractor? No, it was my hand got wet because the grass was wet, and then it slipped off. So I have already ordered some um, like inserts for it and some mm. tape. You know, like the footballers where when they go on the pitch, you don't want to take your ring off. You can just wrap it yeah. with tape. So yeah, I'm going to be much more careful. I, I don't want it any tighter because uh, it's just I get a bit claustrophobic with it. But I'll get um, I got some inserts, some like you know see-through inserts that just yeah. stick onto the inside bottom. So that'll help it stick on a little bit more. But yeah, my 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 general rule now will be if I'm going outside to work, just take it off. Don't yeah. even don't even not even I wouldn't even trust the tape. You know, it's just yeah yeah yeah. Take it off. They, when I go out there. Even just to do the chickens or whatever, I take it off. No, I just kind of need that scare, don't you? Just to remind you. Yeah. Anyway, Bitcoin cool. nice, um, nice week as well. Well, kind of. We had a good seven minutes. <laughs> what Mrs. No Show managed to say. I, I, I must admit, the first I did know about this was when Mrs. No Show tweeted this or put it into our signal group, going, Safe. "Oh." This massive pump, and I was like, "Gee, the the price went to like over thirty k dollars and over twenty five k in Bitcoin." I'm like, "What the hell?" I checked the price of Bitcoin this morning, and then I checked it in like I don't know the last hour or something, just randomly on my phone. I'm like, "The price was the same, pretty much." Where did this massive twenty five percent pump come and go from? And here we are. We found the and essentially where it all came from really was that someone at Coin Telegraph. We don't know who did it or whether they were a senior or junior person, but they basically tweeted out that the BlackRock ETF had been approved. So, you think this could be a bit of a fake publicity by someone who could be quite senior, kind of going, let's put out a fake tweet and then it will attract some interest and people start thinking the ETF and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, yeah. Because 
now like it's, it's given everyone a little taste doesn't it like th this news was yeah. through for seven minutes and the price of bitcoin went up by 25 percent do you go just imagine if that was a wheel tweet if it was if it was a week you know yeah. surely it's going to go up literally probably two thousand percent it's going to go up except it gets you know grandpa in on the action it gets all these people who don't want to hold bitcoins it's risky they'll it's get scary. blackrock because whilst bitcoin bores the ocean blackrock has got a fine esg rating so therefore they cancel each other out <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so so yeah it could it could well have been who knows it could have been someone potentially fucking doing market manipulation yeah they could have yeah. um tweeted it on purpose bought a bit of a bag knowing it's 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 wrong it price went up by 25 percent sell the position could have been leveraged long you know this this could um it show it shows what the potential is for the price um <laughs> so last last week we had that sorry i've forgotten his name already from was it bit bit fenix the ceo who said what was it a million he was saying within the next couple of years yeah arthur hayes but that was based upon um, a fiat collapse, wh whereas I think he was saying based upon the ETF, I think he's talking between 60 and 100, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he said we'd, we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd go to all-time highs, so between 70 and 100, yeah, so just for the ETF, yeah. yeah. But if you think about it, and uh, I, I don't want to ruin it too much, but a, uh, a book that we'll be covering next week on page 69 <laughs> has all of the logos of all of the um the fund managers so um you know blackrock arc invest Gal galaxy digital bitwise invesco valkyrie wisdom tree vanek and fidelity as we know they will all have to buy bitcoin themselves to hold bitcoin this is so but their pockets are so deep yeah, but I think there's going to be some true market manipulation here. They aren't all going to own Bitcoin. It'll be some kind of like um, gout clause, so they'll probably own about 10 or 20%. But you are going to see massive highs based upon that because it's going to enter into you know everyone's investment portfolio. But yeah. I don't believe they'll have one for one. But just think about this, right? So... Um, Arc Invest, our favourite friend Kathy Wood, were the first ones to actually in, um, to to go for uh, the Bitcoin ETF. They were the first ones to register for it, and then everybody else came along off the back of that. If the SEC approved them first because they were the first in the queue. That means that, of course, they'll put their money down and the price will naturally rise up. But the other eight won't want to buy the same product, or i.e. Bitcoin, at a higher price, will they? They'll all, they're all clambering mm. to want to get but, in. But I feel you're missing the kind of like thing there, which is um, BlackRock and all the others will buy one for every 10 Bitcoin bought off them. Because remember, they're selling paper Bitcoin with, with the thinking that not everyone's going to claim that Bitcoin because it's fiat yeah. land. Oh, yeah, sure, so yeah. But it's, it's one of those. Oh, yeah. They know once their thing gets approved, then the price goes up. So even Correct. if they are going to only buy 10% of the Bitcoin that they're supposed to hold, it still makes sense to buy some of that now. 
at the lower price. price. Yeah, well, I buy it at 25k because if the, if this gets announced, by the time their product is live and they're probably properly ready to buy the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin it could be 200k a coin now. So exactly, you just missed out on a 10x that they literally caused. So yeah, they can easily just accumulate the Bitcoin. But I, I think it's been happening already. Like they've got to hedge their bets because you've got um, the government selling Bitcoin, which they've stolen off people. I mean, you've additionally got market manipulation of you know various people already, so I think they're probably the ones steadying the ship as it is. Yeah, I, I'd but imagine then, when they put their application in for the ETF, I'd have been amazed if they already didn't have quite a war chest of Bitcoin at that point because mm-hmm. just them applying, they knew that was going to go public. So you know, they're smart guys, but obviously we know that they're you know, BlackRock are essentially. A, a government, right? They 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 could print money just like anyone, any government can. So I guess they they're probably not as sensitive to price, and and as we know, probably their main motivation isn't to make profit off the Bitcoin trades. It really is to control the asset and have yeah. the bulk of the money that's going towards Bitcoin diverted from exchanges into the ETF, which then means one hundred percent no one has custody in this part. So they essentially then can control the people that think they're exiting, exiting the system, but they're not. They're still well on 100% still in that system. So, but yeah, it's, it is interesting. It's, it's fun. It's fun to like, just watch the price go up and down on it. But I, I wish this was some type of Bitcoin innovation that was coming out that mm. you know, we've got early sight of that was, you know, another country adopting it or it, it's sad that we're kind of following and, almost waiting for a BlackRock ETF. Jeez, if this was on a bingo card fucking five years ago, like Bitcoin is like, weirdly, BlackRock are going to be potentially start the next big bull one. Like, I'd have gone, fuck off. They're, they're literally the enemy. They're, yeah. they're, they're the end boss. Like, they're the end boss past the US dollar because like, yeah. the US yeah, dollar yeah. and the yeah. government are puppets for BlackRock and Vanguard. So like, yeah. literally, the, the end boss has come in and essentially, well, they're probably playing a perfect game, aren't they? You know, what's the what's the saying? Like, you know, keep your enemies close. You know, yeah, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. I guess that's what BlackRock are doing with Bitcoin. They're like, oh, we could fight this from afar, or we could create the first ETF for it and have the number one Bitcoin product. Whilst do that, and we it's can easily kind of all played into our hands, hasn't it? as well with regards to you know china turning off their miners and then the us being able to then take that hash power and then become you know the dominating force in terms of mining and i just think it is it's just inevitable isn't it that blackrock somehow still come out as number 1 even though arc investment who i do believe actually have you know good intentions from a bitcoin perspective and an innovation perspective yeah obviously they want to make money from it but you know they were the ones that have been doing the research into into the product uh more so than any others and the rest have just jumped on the bandwagon because the neighbors are doing it yeah it's why it's even if i take away like my hatred for BlackRock, it's still it's still just a smart business strategy because this yeah. is something that we used to do. You know, the company we used to work for. You can be the pioneer, 
and you burn up a shit ton of cash, like tra- trailblazing the way, or you could be first follower. So let someone do all the hard work, find out all the problems, find out the few things that work, and then that's the thing they focus on. You just come in five years later, having burned hardly any cash at all, other than just watching them. And once they find a product that pretty much works, then you spend your entire war chest on the thing they figured out. And you essentially, you beat them to market with a market-ready product because you didn't have to burn all the, all the all that time and effort and you're a bigger organization anyway. So yeah. like it's smart anyway. Like Let all the small ETF companies apply for Bitcoin ETFs over the last fucking six years, burn up loads of money, loads of time and effort, but it's fundamentally the SEC. Each time they tell you what's wrong with the what what's wrong with the, with the application. So you learn from each one. You learn from every failure. So there's like a dozen failures there now. So BlackRock really can just take all those failures, build a product product that doesn't have any of the objections the SEC had in it, and then just put that one in. So it, it's kind of a smart business move, even if I you know don't like the company that's doing it. But then, yeah, ARK Invest will be sat there going, what the hell? How did theirs get approved first? And we did all the work. Right. It's like, it's the, that's the market for you. And unfortunately, obviously, we know BlackRock are also pulling strings. They own the SEC. So if they want to be shoved to the front of the queue, they will be. They'll be the first one approved. And, 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 and let's just say, even if they weren't, right, even if they weren't the first, even if ARK Invest were the first, right, who knows who ARK Invest are? Like, barely no one, pretty much. No. Whereas who knows who... And most people actually don't know who BlackRock is, but it doesn't matter. They are their pension fund manager, the hedge fund managers, and all those big boys all know who BlackRock is. And everything yeah. that is touched, touched BlackRock touches or Vanguard touches goes up. So when they bring out a new ETF, they'll just they'll put an allocation into it just because it's got the BlackRock name in it. It is insane how BlackRock is literally the world's biggest company, and no one knows who the hell they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And obviously, as we know, that's a very good reason. They they don't want to be known, do they? Which is which actually is weird that they're actually kind of almost coming out of the shadows for this. It would actually make more sense to create an ETF in a smaller subsidiary company that well, they, it's, they own eighty percent of, but it's not got the black what name on it. Well, everyone knows Vanguard because they were quite weren't they quite instrumental in the ETF creation back in the day? Yeah. So like Vanguard's the front company, isn't it? That's yeah. one who all the yeah. um, retail investors know. Yeah. I remember you back in the day banging on about your Vanguard. <laughs> Before you know actually what knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun that goes up. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh move on to yeah let's move on okay yeah. so um we haven't really and we won't be truly covering the whole sbf case that's going on at this moment in time because it's not necessarily bitcoin related and we don't really want to continue to shed any light on what was a bad reputational uh kind of pull on bitcoin but we do need to cover off the fact that Caroline, uh, Caroline Ellison, um, the what was she, the CEO or the MD for Alameda, and then SBF were purposefully trying to keep Bitcoin under twenty k 
which we've heard in the trial. Well, she's um, said it was SPF, hasn't she? So it's not they. Oh, it all was... fingers are pointing at SPF. Well, yeah. of course she's pointing a finger. She may have been involved, but she does also seem like quite an idiot, so she may not have been. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. You know, scammers are going to scam. The, pro- the problem is, though, this, this one almost does surprise me because... If when Bitcoin goes up, it raises shit coins, right? The almost the temperature of the market is dictated by what Bitcoin's doing. If Bitcoin's in a bear market, shit coins have no hope. If Bitcoin's rocketing up in price, then people are making money, people are bullish on the whole space, and it, it, it opens up the opportunity for scammers to come in, create shit coins. And obviously, SBF was creating his own FTT coin, and it, and it would have pushed the price up of that coin. Yet she's just testified to say that Sam was essentially calling her up um, and telling her to sell off Bitcoin to keep it below twenty k, and she and he was sending her the customer funds, the customers' Bitcoin to Alameda. Was, was this um, a long term plan? So obviously sell so they can um, go down to um, the craps table and throw money away, but it was potentially there was a plan. But was it in the long term to basically sink the price so they can buy it for pennies? Or rather, you know, cheap? I don't think he was ever... He never really was buying Bitcoin, which is just strange. It was everything else. And again, I have been following it from uh, Tiffany Fong. And he just was never, ever sold on on Bitcoin. So he wasn't like... Taking the customer funds and putting it into Bitcoin on the side and building it up that way, which is yeah, really, really odd. Because to your point, Mr. Rowling, if you look at the S and P five hundred, it really is controlled by um, seven companies mm. who hold twenty eight percent and control twenty eight percent. Because if you were to look at the four hundred ninety three other companies in the S and P five hundred. They would actually show us being down over the course of the year. So it's those seven that continue to drag the market up and drag those losers down, sorry, up with them instead of them dragging them down because they hold such a big market uh, weight. And that's what Bitcoin does for everything else. Hmm. What what are the six of us? <laughs> well, no, there's no six oh, others in in um in bit well in the world of cryptocurrencies. Yeah. It's just the S and P. I was yeah. say, everything just seems to follow Bitcoin. It's quite yeah, quite a strange market. Yeah, well, but, it's because it's the only real asset. But this is this is the equivalent, right, of someone owning some shitty little company down the bottom, mm. and but then holding, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, or or as a kind of uh, a, a thing, and the price of that is trying to go higher but this little shitty company down here that has its own shares in the stock market and if those companies go up it will pull his company up instead he has managed to accumulate a shit ton of that those shares and he's keeping the price every time the price goes Actually, he them to keep what, suppressing it you go what we what we're we saying surely we had shorts on it uh, what do you mean? Well, oh yeah, well, maybe shorting they... Bitcoin and then making money that way. Well, they keep yeah, it, and then keep buy it, it back way. when it's lower with with the added funds, and they've got you know, I don't know. It's a good point. 
Matt, you know, the, we, we seem to admit that that's got to be what it was. No, yeah, because the whole business think... was arbitrage, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, some of it was. But yeah, but it's, it's weird though, yeah, because you, you'd assume that you're trying to accumulate Bitcoin by doing this. And when the liquidation came in, he pretty much just, the entire company just had FTT token in it, which was yeah, bizarre. That's because he was betting on things because he thought he was some kind of wizard. But he was just shit, wasn't it? He just lost money and somehow people kept on investing into him. Yeah. Well, do, do you know what? I actually just, it just clicked. I think the two stories you've just done might be linked. There's a big reason why someone will keep the price under 20k. We know this guy is connected to the big wigs. Mm. What so you think for um he might have been accumulating back then? Black Rock. It's an interesting theory, but you'd have to find a monster account which would potentially have, you know, like a million coins. And obviously he's been accumulating because BlackRock aren't gonna have just a small amount. No, exactly. It could have, or they can do it through multiple wallets. They could have done it potentially. Yeah, actually, multiple. Yeah. What am I saying? There'll be there'll be a number of monster wallets just to keep the attention away from them. Yeah, and yeah. and and it's not even just BlackRock either. It's everyone just connected to BlackRock, right? Just as I was saying, you know, once that BlackRock ETF application came out, suddenly they're in the game, right? So the price yeah. could have just pumped ten x just from the application. Right, it, yeah. it pumped a bit, but everyone's holding off, waiting for the the approval. Then it'll just it'll it'll fly off. It's, but it's a, we know that a... around BlackRock, it's all the bigwigs. You know, this is the elite of the elite. So if they, this application happened, what what was it, six months ago or so or so now? This was happening yeah. about a year ago. So you go, oh right, that that this app application was blatantly being worked on a year ago. It takes at least six months to kind of get something yeah. like this put in. So, yeah, but I'm kind of going even further. I think they've had the plan of this for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, the FTX was quite a quick, like, kind of came and went in a couple of years, didn't it? And this yeah, is referencing... Years. Yeah, it's it kind of a crazy thing. And this, so this is in, um, what was it, 2022? So, yeah, I don't know. It, it just stinks of why would they be suppressing the price? Like they built one of the big exchanges. Obviously there was money coming from everywhere and they were seemingly designed to got... keep the price low. And you go, what would they be keeping the like price low for? Is it, is it the big wig all buying mm. their Bitcoin at 20 K? Well, it's either they were they're bringing out an ETF. They were trying to short Bitcoin or it was this play, you know, it's basically what, and it hasn't been mentioned in the article because they said what was happening but why was it happening? It hasn't been revealed. And it's just like, why would that not be revealed? So it's not good when we're not saying that information, is it? Yeah, well, I think that's because like Caroline won't know. She's just a puppet. She's just being told. She's an Alameda. She's being sent Bitcoin by Sam going set up orders that every time the price goes over 20K, sell to keep it at 20K. Yeah. It, it, it's just such Sam a bizarre. Know. I know we don't want to go too... We don't want to go too much into it, but some bankman fraud, you know, he would sit in business meetings playing what was it, League of Legends. Yeah. yeah. He he pissed money and people kept on investing into him for absolutely no good reason. So you kind of go think someone was recommending him, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we we know there's a very weird ties to very high up in the Democratic Party in the US. His mum and dad very closely connected to SEC. So, 
Two points around this one, because it talks about the amount of time which will get in the article, which says something like 120 years. Mm. Will he get more or less from Ross Albright? Oh, definitely less, yeah. Do you reckon he'll just get community service? <laughs> at that, I think at the very least, even if they give him a slap on the wrist, he's still got to get a couple of years. They're and not, they're the not second, stupid. Then the second question, which we've totally forgotten about, what has happened to the Sam and Caroline sex video? <laughs> <laughs> well, that definitely hasn't aged uh, well, just like she hasn't aged well, because the memes, oh my gosh. I, I don't it's know like... where you're getting this, she hasn't aged well. When was she ever well? She looked all right in the original pictures. No, she didn't. Well, not as bad as that. Not as bad as she looked now. I mean, she did look like a, you know, a schoolgirl, young schoolgirl, whereas now she looks like, you know, the council estate mum that's had 10 kids. Oh, you're going to get rockets in the comments for that. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's uh yeah. I think I, I even saw um one of the drawings from the court artist and oh yeah. my God, <laughs> they did are so dirty your eyes are literally like like angles. Like, yeah. like, I, 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 her eyes are a bit like tilted the wrong way. She looks a little bit like a, an alien, but they're not that tilted. Like, the, <laughs> the artist did a proper dirty. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. Anyway, do you know what else it's... is not good? What's happening in the UK from the sixth of January, twenty twenty four? I don't Isn't think it? this is so cut and dried, though. I I, I really hope it's not. But like before you say it's not going to happen, just what is it first? So this is apparently so strokes being dropped on. Some UK regulators are going to put restrictions. So the first one being 10% um, of your wealth can be Bitcoin. and then the, Well, crypto, sorry. And the second one is around having to be educated first. So you've got to go through a test, which you've got to pass. This one says you've got three chances to pass the test. Um, and something else which I've read is you've got to have a high amount of net worth in order to invest. So this may be the difference between paper Bitcoin and the ETFs as well. So I think people who are earning below a certain amount will have to go down the ETF route and people over a certain amount would have would be allowed self-custody. However, reading the regulations and this, I just, it's suggestions like as in, you know, let's get the exact wording. The benefits of diversification um and that retail clients should not generally invest more than 10% of their net assets and restricted mass market investments. You know, that is a suggestion. That's literally T's and C's is what I understand. Yeah, but regulations are very often written that way, aren't they? Yes. It's hard to tell. And um, obviously I haven't actually looked at this on the FCA website, but I look at this and also it talks about education and it isn't saying three times. It isn't saying you've got to take a test. It's that you've got to be informed about the asset. So this is the kind of thing which you do have on a lot of um, share websites about the risk 
and then yeah. just a bit of information. So I do cut, but it is also, it's a government. You know what they've done. If you don't believe this doesn't happen, look back at 2020 when they locked you in your house and told you it wasn't safe to go out. Um, and and if you did, you're a grandma killer. So, you know, I kind of do get your point there. So, I mean, if they can, they will. And uh, I mean, it does happen already in terms of some investment sites require you to answer a few questions to understand your knowledge before investing with them. Now, I can't say that I've ever failed any to then understand whether or not that that is your only chance within order to invest with them. Um, so I don't know what happens in that event, but if it's a, and is it a blanket ban as well? Because you can always go to another provider. There's not who, there's not going to be a central database of exactly from crypto. So I yeah, I am very skeptical of this. However, like I said, I wouldn't put it past a government to, with the overreach which we've seen over the last few years. Do you think they're going to repurpose the track and trace app to follow people that have actually I was gonna say that, failed? I was going to say that's fine. We know, <laughs> all know that was a bag of shit and it cost $32 billion, so it won't be able to catch anyone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's just weird though, isn't it? Because even if, like for me to be and kind of compliant with this even if i just let's like steel man what they're going to do like there's some screenshots of the the regulations around the questions but it does say firms may need to ask additional or alternative questions to ensure that the retail client and it's the retail client that's important bit because if you're super rich you're not retail now you're an accredited investor so accredited investors are not um affected at all they mm-hmm. they can do whatever the fuck they want they can go all in on bitcoin they don't have to answer any questions. They're free to do what they want with their money. Retail, which really we should just rename that to the plebs. It's yeah. it's, it's the plebs. This is a pleb regulation only. Uh, so it has the necessary knowledge to understand the risks involved in relation to the specific type of qualifying crypto asset offered. And then they go through a whole list of questions. So there's 12 questions down here that all talks about, do you understand what you're doing? Uh, apparently somewhere in here there's supposed to be a 48 hour cool off as well so even if you pass this test you then still can't buy for 48 hours uh and then and then yeah then it obviously then points out that you shouldn't invest 10 percent of assets in um any um, restricted mass market investment so that's essentially means your liquid assets so that means that means it doesn't include your car doesn't include your house this is just your investment portfolio 10 percent of that so like most people don't have a huge pot of investment cash, right? Let's just say like you've done well, you got up to 10K. That essentially means you might want to go, oh, I've got this pot of 10K. I've got it in various shares. I want to sell half my shares and put it into Bitcoin. Nope. Yeah. They potentially, that would be breaking the regulation. And this is where the um, the problem or like the, the punishment, where does the punishment go? Sometimes, like if this was say you have to be over 18 to buy Bitcoin, right? You go, okay, fine. That's the same for any financial asset. Uh, what's the punishment for doing so, allowing someone out, someone in? We go, well, that's on the person that sold it. You know, they would get punished, they get fined, potentially shut down for running an uncompliant um, thing. Whereas with tax regulation, uh, not paying your taxes, 
So the, the if you don't pay your taxes um, on, say, your Bitcoin gains, who pay, who suffers the consequences there? It's not the exchange. The exchange will send a report in, but go, we have no power to make them pay. It's on the individual. The individual will get fined, put in prison, whatever, for not paying his taxes. So this is what I think could happen here, where this 10% thing, they're just they're not going to push that on the exchange because there's no way of them knowing how much money you have anyway. Uh, mm. So they will push this onto you and go, well, if you do put more than 10% of your liquid assets, so say you do have that 10K pot of investments, you want to put 5K in, well, you've just gone to 50%. You should only put 1K in and you've got to top out at 1K. There's no DCA above it. You have to build up your, your portfolio and keep this at 10%, no higher. What is the consequence? Well, they can just push that onto the individual and go, just as they do on tax, it's a self-enforcing thing. You can easily break it if you want, but at your own peril, because who knows what could happen? Like, and they'll list out potential fines, potential criminal time, all that kind of stuff, which bizarrely, like with tax, at least I kind of get that one. Like, I don't agree with tax, but like not paying it or not paying enough, I get that they, they count that as stealing. But if this comes in in that same kind of format, this is this this is your money, and they're basically yep. going, oh yeah, you can you can rock off to a casino and put your ten k on red or black and spin the wheel. That's fine, but by God, you better not put that ten k into Bitcoin. If you do that, you're infringing infringing this regulation that comes with you know ten k fines, potential prison time. Da, da, da. That's where I see this kind of creeping in. So it almost becomes a but it's also policy. Do you think the FCA can enforce something within three months? Uh, oh, right. As in they've launched it now and they've got, they're saying that it's going to come in in January. That's never, ever happened, which makes me think this is just advisory at best and a bit, and at worst, it's so, someone's doctored some documents. Oh, no, it's on the it's on the FCA website. Is it definitely? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the first comment below the, the tweet. It's yeah. linked on the FCA website. Okay. So this is this is official, and yeah, it could well be guidance. But as we know, right? It's um, yeah, we work in regulated markets, and it, it, nowhere in there does it say you have to verify a passport and a driving license to verify someone's over eighteen. It just says companies must make best endeavors to verify someone is over the age of eighteen. Like how you yeah. do that is up to you, isn't it? And then what the market reacted to is, well, we have to take documents, and so it's not written in the regulation anywhere that you have to take a driving license and passport. It does not say that anywhere. It might list them as examples. It doesn't say you have to. You just got to be confident the person's over 18 and isn't committing identity theft. So these are written in the same way. Uh, um, and well, it's just how they're applied in real life. Like what happens? I was going to say the doc- at the very least, right? When you go to buy Bitcoin as opposed to any other asset, you're going to be hit with a questionnaire going. And then you're like, what the fuck? And even if you get through the questionnaire and get it right, then, then they're going to go, right, congratulations, you passed. But now you've got to, a 48-hour cool-down period before you can press buy. And then even when you do, they're going to be constantly going, well, hold on, you've only got 5K in the account, so really you, you're restricted to £500 purchase. And then and they yeah. might do that. Uh, I'll, like I said, I'll wait and see, because like I said, I think this is just notes saying, you know, you have um, a note saying, Remember, don't put over 10% into cryptocurrency because it's a risky um, asset. I think that's literally what it would be, reading through how it's written. 
But we'll wait and see. If it is January, then we've got three months to find out. Yeah, well, someone's done a good meme here where it's just like, there's a question that says, in the past 12 months, have you invested less than 10% of your net assets in high-risk investments? Uh, Yes or no. And then there's like a monkey looking shifty, like, and, um, but that's funny. Like for us, obviously, more like for me, especially anyway, I just say no every time and just keep yellowing all in, right? But there's a lot of people that will go, they'll answer that question legit. And they'll go, well, yeah, I have. I have I have put more than 10% in of my net assets over the last 12 months, yeah. And then the next page will just go, you can't buy. You literally Correct. just you, you literally just told yeah. us. And you're I was out. gonna say there'll be no control. It'll literally be, yeah. oh yeah, you've reached you've reached your ten percent. Okay, I'll sign up with Gemini then. Have you put ten percent in? I know, but people don't like lying on financial forms. And yeah, it'll but be by, by the time but by the time like you... very scary wording to say if you lie on this, it's you're committing fraud. Yeah, but by the time which you're down the rabbit hole of Bitcoin, you're just like, fuck the government. Oh, yeah. I think the mindset, yeah. like, you're talking about anyone. But not everyone's there straight away. Yeah, but when they're buying in, they're buying 1%, they're buying 2% of their net worth, you know, into Bitcoin initially, maybe not even that. So I think you're kind of like maybe skipping some steps there, but this person's going in, they're not going to throw 10% in. It's going to take them half a year, a year to go into that. And then they're, by that point, they'll be like, fuck the government, they're corrupt. They can't tell me what to do with my money. And that's, you know, by the time which Sean's going up to 10%, that's the attitude. Yeah. Well, there the was a Spoken like a man of his true own words. Yeah. And then and <laughs> that's what I hope happens. It's just, and that's the thing. That, but that's when they might bring the book down and go, well, the advisories didn't work. Now you need to enforce it. It's like, I haven't. Am I like, um, how are you going to prove it? I have to knit Gemini to Kraken to Coinbase. It's like, Oh shit, this Mr. All in, he's putting 110% from what we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already know that, you know, the on-off ramps of getting into crypto have been made more difficult over the last couple of years. Um, and they just won't want this money escaping. Hence the reason why they'll be coming up with more and more initiatives like this but, to but, put barriers in place. But why? They can print more of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, here's an interesting thought which i had is they talk about these risks of crypto and knowing more about the asset so you kind of go here's a risk here's what it is and when you go i want to buy some bitcoin because it it's um it's a bull market and it comes up with all these points it starts talking to you about rice stones it starts talking about what money is but it's a ledger you kind of go <laughs> oh shit i'm going down the rabbit hole Oh, no, the, the questions aren't going to be related to that. <laughs> no. I do no, wonder that, would, that would be too smart. I mean, yeah. if they were allowed to, if the exchange was allowed to actually educate people into uh, the, the history of money and financial literacy, that well, would be fantastic, they, but it's not controlled like they that. Can. We saw it through Coinbase lessons, apart from May, who they just stopped allowing to have the lessons. <laughs> Um, but they gave lessons out for like dot and whatever else because the shit coins are what are profitable for them. You know, the constant buying and selling, whereas Bitcoin isn't because it's a buying and holding. Uh, so oh, yeah. the, the, the questions are here, that there are 12 points are all here and they're all just horrendous, which is just all about it can be volatile. 
Um, the price can go down. The risk of losing money is very high. You can be attacked by cyber attacks, loss of private keys, uh, everything. And then nothing. And it's all very like the, even the technicalities of the words they're using are purposefully confusing. And so I can just see like perfectly well-educated people failing these kind of questions because it's written in such like weird financial speak. You just go, what, 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 what's even the question? I don't even know what you're fucking saying. Uh, you know, it's got the abudsman in here. It's just, it's, it's probably something in here around tax. Now they're not educating you about Bitcoin at all. They're just trying to scare you. Like every single yeah. question is designed to go, look, turn around, turn around, mate. You don't want to spend your money on this. But then hilariously, <laughs> like you, you want to go buy probably the BlackRock ETF of Bitcoin. There'll be no fucking questions like this. It'll just be, welcome in. You can buy it. It'll be exchanges that are buying Bitcoin that you can take custody of. That'll be at the the the, um, the peril of this. And this is just, when I was reading it, I just went, this is how, because this is step one, right? This is never the end game. They always start start where there's not a particularly amount, a massive amount of pushback. And then you just slowly but surely push the line further and further and further until you get outrage, then you just go, okay, stop. You know, we don't want to re revolt on our hands, but we'll keep pushing this as far as we can until people realize what we're doing and go, whoa, 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 it's okay. And um, we're just protecting you. We're protecting investors. But this is how <laughs> they make people like me criminals, right? Because you just fast forward five years of regulation like this. Let's just say this passes and it's, you know, you're only allowed to buy 10%. Before you know it, this is like um, what happened with gold. You're only allowed to own a certain amount of gold unless it's in a bank. This yeah. is where the this is where the regulation starts, isn't it? Are you only allowed to buy in any calendar year ten percent of your liquid assets of Bitcoin? If you fast forward five years, does it say of your net worth can only be one percent of Bitcoin? And if it's not, um, and if you actually you can hold more than that, but you need to send that to the BlackRock ETF and hold it in there. And then guess what? Then then it, so they can make me a criminal basically by me doing nothing just by being a Bitcoin holder in the UK. I can see over the next five to 10 years, just by me holding Bitcoin and being that being 99.5% of my net worth. But it's also... They will make me a criminal. But it's also boil it down to a um, more simple point, just about money. The fact that it's your money, you earn your money, you spent your time and your skill and to, to accumulate that money. And now someone's potentially going to tell you yeah. what you can spend your money on. So in a, in a way of putting it, they're telling you, what you can spend your time on, which yeah. is an absolute insane way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And even this draft regulation, it's it's implying that anyway, isn't it? It's going, it's basically it's treating the plebs like plebs, going, you don't really understand what you're doing with your money. We need to educate you first and then limit how much you buy. And yeah. and always my my pushback on any regulation that moves into the financial service, I go, does any of this exist in gambling? And if it doesn't, mm. go shove it up your ass. Because gambling is clearly like, Jesus, they serve alcohol in there. People are just like betting on games that literally are rigged against them, that the mathematically proven that the house will win if you play for long enough. And anyone can walk in there with any amount of money, put it on the table and gamble it. There's no regulations whatsoever stopping any of that. You know, they have to verify your 18. Great. Is there any restriction on how much you can bet? No. Do they, do they do source of funds checks? No. 
We do anything. <laughs> and I could like the amount of paperwork I had to put through for this house. If I'd have walked in with just the same amount of money that I bought this house with into any freaking two bob casino, I could have sat down with that money, lost it, and then no one would have asked a question. So until they get the regulations even slightly on parity in the gambling sector, as they do in the financial one, they can just shove up their ass. It's very clear. They're they're telling people what they can and can't do with their money, and they're trying to funnel the money down certain routes. And they're clearly, they don't want it going down the Bitcoin route. They want to put as many blockers as they can. Yeah, and- but but even if it's just advisories, you know, which is what my theory is, it's still a deterrent. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to put people off. That, that, that questionnaire that you go through, for the for the, the there'll be a, there'll be a group of people that are going down the Bitcoin journey. They've just got to a point where they're getting off zero. That questionnaire will come up, and they'll get they'll answer some questions. They'll get terrified and just close it down and go. Oh, actually, it's not for me. So that's yeah. Like I, yeah, I right. trust this company, whoever they're doing the buy on. Like it's probably their their banking service. And this company that I work with, that who've looked after my money for the like last 20, 30 years. They're basically telling me in the form of a questionnaire not to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm not confident enough yet to prove them wrong. So I'm going to close this down and go on with my day. It's going to, it's going to do that a lot. It will delay the onboarding of new Bitcoiners, this type of stuff. Right. The language will put people off thinking it's too scary. I mean, you know, we've all pretty much you know, self-taught ourselves and equally as a group taught each other as well there will be people who won't have that network to call upon and it'll just be like, no, can't do this. I'll stay in fiat land. Well, they can have fun staying poor. It's sad though. Like we want, we want those. They're the future Bitcoiners, aren't they? They can get turned away and it's the fucking fiat system going up the barriers. But yeah, the, the, we like, like we've said before, actually, I think that almost the peak perfect time to buy Bitcoin is right now, because the education is there, the onboarding is simple, and you'd think it would just continue to get better, but it's not. Mm. It, the the hurdles are going to start getting put in by the fiat system. Like if if you left it alone, it would just get simpler and simpler and simpler. But unfortunately, the world of fiat has kind of realised this Bitcoin thing isn't going away, so they're starting to react now. So the, the longer just, people just, leave it, the more unlikely it is that you're even be able to get your Bitcoin, um, your money into Bitcoin. Like exchanging trash cash for Bitcoin, it's going to get harder and harder as time goes on. So you're saying right now the golden era of everything, because after this period goes, you do look back and think, oh, that was a good time. It, it is right now, isn't it? Yeah, you for know, the average player. Have, yeah, for the average player. Yeah, you're right. Because you don't need like, but if you, like the more you go back, you need more and more technical knowledge. Yeah. Like so, like I came in almost the perfect time for me because I had the right amount of technical ability to kind of get in and send my money freaking all across freaking Europe to get it in to buy Bitcoin. But if I go yeah. back like another five years, I wasn't technically astute enough to be able to buy Bitcoin to to hold custody of it. There was no hardware wallets. There was no YouTube videos. So I I wouldn't have been ready then. Whereas mm. I was, I had enough technical ability to 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 overcome that. But then the majority don't have any technical expertise at all. They do just want to go on a website, deposit money, click buy, and then send it to a nice hardware wallet. That now, I think we're we're at peak. Because yeah. unfortunately, like we as we know, like the exchanges and the hardware wallets will continue to improve, but the the blockers are coming now. So now we're getting 
the technology and the use the usability is going up but now we've got the fiat world purposely putting in blockers and potentially like stopping you from transporting your money so now like i had to get creative of how to get money into coinbase back in the day and send it to estonia and all that kind of stuff potentially you're gonna have to start doing that again yeah you're gonna need to yeah. if you want to buy bitcoin and, you, and you, you're a uk person you might need like an estonian freaking paypal account or something you send it to that and you, maybe you buy Bitcoin in this PayPal Estonian account, and then you send it to self custody. Like that might end up being what are happening. Like literally, it might be banned. It's like it might you might be like the equivalent of being in Turkey or China right now, where to buy Bitcoin in those countries is super difficult because essentially it's illegal to do so. So you have to find yeah. all the black market routes round. You can still do it, but it's really fucking hard. And trying to get your mum and dad involved in Bitcoin when that's the route through forward. Like, good luck. It's virtually impossible to go, oh, yeah, you need to send it over here, then to there, then to there, then put it on self-custody. That sounds dodge. Is it illegal? Oh, yeah, it's illegal. You're not doing anything illegal, really, but they've made it illegal. And that'll be the case in the UK eventually. It's like, oh, you want to buy, like, you want to put a big chunk of cash in? Oh, yeah, you can't because they blocked it. So what you have to do now is split your money up, send it to here, buy your Bitcoin, then send it to a wallet that... It's going to be multiple extra steps just to get past the regulation they put in. So yeah, I think the the golden time for someone that's totally not technical at all and just wants to buy Bitcoin, I think it's now. On that point, do we want to move to our next story? With um, Clown of the Week, everyone's favourite shit poster, um, Paul Krugman. Um, So Mr. Krugman... um, He's come up with all of his inflation charts again, which um, I think we all love. Um, There's one, it must have been weeks ago, which it came out. Because he did one saying, oh, yeah, inflation's slowing down. But this one is, the war inflation is over. We won at very little cost. So the CPI is down from around about 6%. It peaked around 7%. And now it's down to below 2%. Amazing work by Sleepy Joe, isn't it? We didn't even know he's awake, but he solved inflation. So you know, Bitcoin's over now. Unless you look at the title of the chart, yeah, excluding food, energy, shelter, and used cars. But why does that matter? Yeah, who needs food, energy, a house, and a car? Exactly. They're, they're luxury items. They what you can do is TVs are deflationary. So you can buy loads of TVs. You can eat a TV. You could maybe grind them together to get some sparks. Yeah. You could power them up to have a big building around you with TVs. Yeah, if, you get, if you get one of those really old ones, they're quite, they heat up quite hot. So that's basically heating. Yeah, I don't quite know how you'd use it as a vehicle, though. Um, you just like you could still build a car out of TV. <laughs> you it only works downhill. You'd have to make them round, though. So, yeah, it's a bit ridiculous, but you're claiming, you know, how can you seriously put out a title saying inflation's over, we won, when you exclude food, energy, shelter, and used cars? If you think about someone's life, you kind of go, okay, I've got a job. So to get to my job, I have to drive. In order to survive, I need to eat. Also, in order to heat my house so I don't freeze to death, and also I like to watch a bit of TV just to relax when I'm away from a grindstone, 
I need a bit of energy. And then also, I'm in my house because I need somewhere to live. So how can you put the core elements of someone's existence as not being important towards CPI? So you kind of think, for me, the basket should be purely around those goods. Exactly. You, know, you like, almost don't care about everything that isn't that. It's, you kind of think, what's your basket of goods for the year? And it's like it's almost like something which we should try and do is jeans, T-shirt, fair enough, you know, those. I need chicken, steak, rice, and so on. I need all my food staples. I need my house. I need my energy, gas, electricity. I need my water, council tax, and everything else because, well, I have to pay them, otherwise I'll end up in prison. But these are the core things. You know, things like TV is secondary, I suppose. You don't need it as such. And I think that's what they're trying to do to to put put this down. It's just a bit ridiculous. I did post a comment. But it seems to have disappeared. My my wages will go further now. I now know not to buy a car. Buy roller skates on my forty mile commute. Don't buy a house. I shall buy a tent and pray for warmth in minus ten degree winters. Don't buy food. I shall hunt rats and cockroaches. And not to buy energy. I shall eat my eat my prey cold. You know, it's literally. I'd love to it. see you on roller skates. I've I'd have some nice road rash. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, just... I, I looked at this story and I thought, how how is this even passing and why why hasn't it ever really been flagged more and more so that you know the basket is changing all the time it's changing and and now you're changing it effectively excluding the essentials. Because yeah. they used to mainly include a lot of that, but just take yeah. out. They used to take out energy. Like if it was a very like a bad year for energy, they would take one of them out. But yeah. because it's right across the board, because as we know, inflation is sky high. You know, it's nearer twenty percent, thirty, forty, fifty. Now on energy, it's a hundred percent at least, maybe two hundred percent. And and food also, like food's at a hundred percent. Now, fine, like shelter probably isn't. Shelter's probably gone up like 20% or something. But on average, like but everyone knows, like, they just go and have a look at how much your shop costs, how much does your energy pill cost. Yeah. Like, go back you, two years and have a look. They, they've nearly doubled. So If you literally put all your items together for running the average home, which is, what, about 300 grand in the UK, you kind of put that year on year. You, you're like, right, because there's your clump of money which goes into it, mm. and now it's a shitload more. Yeah. But this guy, you kind of going, we've seen his, we have mentioned his post before, mm. and he's meant to be some economist. And it's just like, you're obviously government backed. You know, oh. no one in my right yeah. mind would print this. It's just, it's propaganda at, at its worst. Yeah. And I, and I do think we, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier on in terms of the uh, Caroline Ellison and SBF thing. And, you know, obviously the questions being asked. We can't be naive to the fact that these things are linked. So he could well be linked to, uh, you know, being pumped or being backed by the government. And just because we're seeing him as a single individual, really, he could be used as like the vehicle for that. Um, you know, he's got a bit of a following already, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, we, you know, it could be the fact that people they they go through him as opposed to directly 
through their own means and vehicles. No one listens to Rishi, but you might listen to Paul Krugerman. Mm. Yeah, well, he, he Paul is he's a US guy, and he's the guy that like CNN get on when they talk about inflation, and they have like yeah. a politician on, and then they have an independent economist sat next to them, and so he just parrot speaks the government line so yeah he's he's a bought and paid for government shill oh. he's constantly trying yeah. to underplay the things i think he won the Nobel prize for yeah uh, Nobel laureate yeah yeah in the the economist sector so he's got a very like everything he said kind of gets gets attention because he's got like, like those credentials behind him but, but didn't but didn't um stuff like this it's didn't um, Obama win the <laughs> Peace say, Prize yeah. after bombing children. Yes, yeah. and um, Paul Krugman actually he's he's more famous actually for predicting that the internet is going to have the same impact on the wow. world as the fax machine did. That makes sense. One of the comments is, says, "Well, that, that's great. What are we meant to eat and take shelter from the fax machines?" <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that makes a lot more sense. But what I thought was really interesting because I started thinking. People believe this guy. He's mm. got 15,000 likes. But then you look for every single comment and it's just them ripping him. It's just constant ripping. Yeah, it's and it's just like those likes are blatantly bots. They yeah. are not real. I think everyone's just looked at it and gone, this is a bit too far. You you can't twist this. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's got 16 million views on this tweet. Yeah. And it's it's like a child's done it, right? Because it even like it's it's quite funny that even this chart back in March 2022, inflation is seven percent. When you exclude food, energy, houses, and cars, so like even the stuff that is getting made at scale and is getting cheaper and cheaper, even that stuff, even like your TVs and all that, when you bundle all that in, it's still going up by seven percent, like which is a huge amount, right? That's, that's a that's a very good point, which we kind of overlooked at the start. Is it was seven percent without that? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So well, imagine if you put bundled bulked all that stuff in. Yeah, it'd be good to actually get a proper basket. You know, like I said, if you had um, your mortgage payment taken to the fact that you'd have the new interest rates, so you had all the things which you actually got to use. And that you ate a normal diet and weren't eating um, mm. slop. Yeah, so um, you need to do the CPI fucking properly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what do you buy for a family of four every week? You know, like a chicken breast and rice and carrots, potatoes, your gas u- usage and your electricity. It'd be really interesting because it would be sky high, probably even higher than we've estimated. Yeah. It's a shame because, like, you know, like um, when you use Revolut, they do that for you don't they they put everything into buckets like, on your spends on a month they'll go oh this is what you spent in supermarkets this is what your energy bill was this is what your rent was this is what your car payment was this is like you this is how much you spent on amazon this is how much you spent going out this is how much you spent on alcohol so imagine if Revolut just went you know what we've actually existed for the last you know decade <laughs> pretty much now we could put out a real CPI over the la- over your last decade because we know how much people are spending of their bucket yeah. on stuff, and uh, yeah, so because they've got these categories already, they've got food, housing, you know, car, entertainment, all this that they've got all those categories already. So if they just looked into that and then just published it completely, obviously anonymous, as opposed to any names or anything, just go, 
as our population of users on average like people used to spend this much a year on food but they're now spending this much so then there you go there's the difference there's the difference there's the there's the inflation rate on food like people aren't just randomly buying more food now it's 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 because it's costing more but that'll never happen because they've got there's nothing in it for them other than making an enemy of the government and if you're a bank you don't want to make an enemy of the government they can destroy your regulations so I was going to say, I've never seen that actually happen, despite the fact that they certainly have the capability to do so with all of the data uh, that they've got. So um, you'd suddenly have a big audit come your way. (laughs) (laughs) And they'd find a load of stuff and put a massive fine on your head going, or maybe you stop doing these fucking CPI reports. (laughs) And you go, okay, they're done. They're done. They're done. We never see one again. Sorry. We apologize because it is weird how much they lie right we, we know they lie about the money but this is kind of funny when people are like literally spending double on their energy bills double on their food yeah. bill and these yeah. more ones are going no you're not it's two percent more everything's fine it's not two percent more so, what the fuck are you talking about literally people can verify this themselves they know when they go to the shops like what i don't know who this tweet is really for yeah I think it's just a pump through CNN, isn't it? And it's saying, look what Paul Krugman, it's been seen by 20-odd million people, and it's been liked more than any of its um, comments. But then even the people on CNN, right, then then they go, they tell everyone that inflation's only 2%, says Paul Krugman. But then every pleb sat at home is going, but my energy bill's doubled. What's that about then? Like it's... Like, I get they they can lie about money printing and everything because it's 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 much more like abstract. They can lie about elections. They can lie about wars. They can lie about all those things. And I get the fact it's very easy to be convinced about that. Yeah, but, uh, no, but energy it's caused by greedy corporations. It's not caused by price caps and inflation or Putin. <laughs> anyway. Move on to another more one, but a Greenpeace more one this time. You mean everyone's favourite climate grifters? <laughs> yeah. Sponsored it's by a, Ripple and XRP. It's actually, you know, when I see stuff about climate now, I'm just like grifters. It's the first word which comes into my head now. I'm just like, when you look at it, it's never about the environment. It's yeah. always about profit or control. That's like the government for you, isn't it? Everything the government says about profit or control. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. But uh but yeah, what they say in this time. So they're just well they're, they're going at our, the the water usage of Bitcoin this time, aren't they? You gotta click your fingers, aren't you? Is bad for tech- oh. You gotta no, click your fingers it. now for the video. Go on and I'll do it. Bitcoin mining is bad for Texas. My name is Jackie Sawicki, and I'm with the Texas Coalition Against Crypto Mining. I'm here to talk about Riot Platforms. Riot made headlines across Texas earlier this month when they disclosed they made $31.7 million from ERCOT and their energy providers. That's more than they made actually mining Bitcoin. How this happened, you ask? They have a fixed energy contract with TXU Energy for 2.9 cent a kilowatt hour until the year 2030. They're also part of ERCOT's ancillary services. One is called reserve response, in which they get paid to shut down or not shut down. The other is demand response, in which they get paid to shut down. So once ERCOT asks 
riot platforms and other Bitcoin miners to shut down. They then turn around and sell that deeply discounted energy back to the grid, sometimes up to 100 times what they originally got it for. Riot is also state sales tax exempt under the guise of being a data center, and they get 100% property tax abatements on over $200 million worth of property. It's driving up all of our energy costs, wasting an incredible amount of water, and it's destabilizing the grid. Join us this upcoming October 23rd through the 27th for a week of action. We're going to shine a bright spotlight on Bitcoin mining in Texas and Riot platforms. Who is this woman anyway? Yeah, I was going to ask. She looks a bit too. She looks a bit too fat to be a vegan. Yeah, she, yeah, she's probably a McDonald's vegan. <laughs> I just think this video just seems like a speech about nothing. Like, you know, yeah. I listened to it a couple of times. I still don't know what the message was. Like, wow. yeah. there's this company uh, called Riot. They bought these credits for their electricity, pre-bought for a year, so they can use these credits through the year for the electricity which they'll use for mining. And what happened was the grid the grid came to them and said, we will buy your credits off you for more money because we want to go and sell it to this other company who will pay more. So this is basically capitalism, which is what what well what has founded the world pretty much and not ended up in bread lines in Poland or Eastern Europe. So you're kind of going, okay, so what's the problem? It doesn't drive the energy price up. These companies are not buying energy at the same price as you. And then she talks about water and it says it uses water. I'm like, isn't about 90% of the planet made of water? I don't really understand your point. I know. It's, 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 they suddenly think that water is a scarce commodity or something, but yeah, but they shouldn't say how much or... I fact-checked you on that. I think it's around about 70% of the planet's water. I think. Yeah, because I just I found my tweet reply to this, and it's like oh my, I just went. Other than smart business practices, she has zero points. Just ending on oh yeah, they use water, but so does every business. Take your XRP Ripple funding and shove it up your fat ass. Because <laughs> it's it was so it's so weird. It's it's actually so weird to see in Greenpeace. Typically, they've attacked Bitcoin as a whole, and I get that. I get that angle because I can see how that might get some traction, but they've literally targeted out riot and obviously we've had riot on this pod numerous times like talking about them expanding their mining activity and they're using market leading um kind of technology they're growing crazily fast and this just sounds like they've been super smart you know they bought a load of energy before again the price went up by more than two percent didn't it it went up by like 200 percent. so they're sat there with a load of credits pre-brought and they're like oh shit can we buy some of this back? And they're like, well, absolutely, because you're going to buy it back for four, five, six times what we fucking paid for it. So you can have some of it back, yeah, and we'll just buy it when the price comes back down. So it's just, that just sounds like Riot have been smart. Like, they're not fucking holding it Doesn't it it also stabilise the grid as well? Because if you pre-ordered how much energy or usage you're doing, the grid is ramped up to cater for all the pre-bought credit. And the fact that they have that bulk as well, when the, when the, um, the exchange was essentially short of energy. It allowed them to put it back in. They they agreed to go. Okay, well, when we'll 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 um, ease off a little bit. We won't use that bit of energy. You can have it back and use it for someone else. 
literally it's like you but you you got your buffer in there it's like she literally has zero points it is so weird this whole video is so i don't i was trying to go to what is your point other than I just think, throwing accusations you like, we need we need proof of stake and we need to go on to pure solar and sun so if it's a cloudy day and it's still nothing will work the um er will have no power um those life-saving machines which keep babies who are suffering when they're born won't be working but it's okay because you're a climate grifter (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll get your title for the people's chump (laughs) i just find it insane yeah but we i'm just waiting for this ripple money to run out because that's the thing they're essentially trying to push people down yeah proof of stake or ripple which is just proof of fucking nothing it's just a proof of spreadsheet it's a spreadsheet yeah <laughs> yeah and uh right and uh the last story then and, and i do like it when we uh we find new tech and uh, i would like to continue trying to find but like, this isn't new technology or anything like that but uh trezor have come out with Bitcoin, well, Trezor have come out with new wallets, new Bitcoin wallets with new colours, and they've sold out. It's it's an interesting one because we stayed away from Trezor because we didn't want the shit software hmm. because we wanted people, well, to be purely Bitcoin. So I've just been going on my website just to see if I can spot what on earth it is. There's only two products. It's Trezor Safe 3 or Trezor Model T. So I'm not entirely sure which one. Oh, we have one. The Trezor Model T might just be Bitcoin only. But it's a point because you kind of think, well, would a shitcoiner move their coins off the exchange or are they going to leave them on because they're trying... It's a shitcoin casino, isn't it? They're gambling when mm. it's going to go up. There's no reason for them to move the coins off the exchange. And if they do... It's kind of a little bit misguided. So I think it's a bit of a bit of an oversight by companies that they're actually catering for all these coins. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of um, continuing the cycle, aren't they? That if they build technology and stuff, yeah, technology to be able to take it off and hold it, it's giving it some sort of value that, oh, well... I'm taking it off the exchange. Well, it doesn't mean anything anyway. So you can take it off the exchange. It can get taken. It's not worth it much, or if anything, it's, it's not worth anything. Oh, man, I've just realised we've actually been like freaking baited here because this is it was actually a limited run for a Bitcoin only Trezor wallet, but they sold out. So now, if you want a Bitcoin only Trezor, you can still get one but it's not on the website anymore. You can't buy the wallet that we've linked. Uh, huh. What you have to do instead is buy a Trezor Safe 3 and install the Bitcoin-only firmware. So essentially, you'd have to uninstall the software it comes with, reinstall some Bitcoin-only firmware, and then you have your Bitcoin-only wallet that way. I was, just ha- I was just having a look on my website, just trying to figure it's out which gone. model it was. And yeah, you, you're right. But what's really interesting is you go down all the list and it's like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, BNB, USD, 
XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin. I mean, who the fuck would take their Dogecoin off an exchange? <laughs> it's never going to have value. Lido, Staked, Ether, Polygon, Litecoin, Binance, USD. I'm quite surprised that's still a thing. SHIB, Avalanche. Never heard of that. Die. Okay, so I remember getting some free coins off Avalanche from uh, Coinbase Lessons. I, yeah, that's when they stopped allowing me to mantle. And it's just, you're going through all these things. They're supporting, they're writing these ultimately right. vulnerabilities into their code for your Bitcoin to support these things, which two people have probably put on on them in their lifetime. Pax Dollar, Feta Network, Decentraland. I'm quite surprised I haven't got stick dicks on here or something. That's weird because obviously Ledger do the same, and there's obviously a reason why they do it. They, 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 there is a demand. There, there is a demand for these shit coins. Yeah. They, they do genuinely think that their coin is the next Bitcoin, and they do need to take custody of it because it's like it's almost like the same as gold bugs. They, they even the shit coiners in some degree are similar to us. They just don't agree on the solution. They think their thing is better, and like the gold bugs think their thing is better. They're just they're so close. But uh, yeah, it, it, but it is nonsensical. Yeah, to put your stick dicks on self custody. I mean, there's no government fucking seizing those, mate. Don't worry about that. Like, they're going to let you ride to zero on that all on your own. <laughs> it's they're interested in the Bitcoin, but you know what? The worst thing is, I'm still scrolling. There's still more shit coins. Oh, there's fucking there's thousands of them. Yeah, I I yeah. can't believe that Trezor support all these. There's Arb Doge AI. Doge on Mars. Oh, stop, stop. Yeah, but and don't forget they also support NFTs as well, and the fact that you can take NFTs off and put those on there as well. So, yeah, um, maybe that will send you to sleep tonight. Oh man, I, I'm just having a scroll, seeing what the names are. It's just insane. There's thousands and thousands. It's just they're going to be the next big thing, dude. Badger Dow. You know, that's that's the way it's being sold. This one's more faster, more secure, does more transactions, it's it's decentralized. There's one called Harry Potter Obama Pac-Man 8 Inu. <laughs> it's the amount of like developer effort that has been wasted supporting yeah. shitcoins over the last probably decade is it's probably, it's probably the biggest waste of time since the entire world was just building um, image filters on like Snapchat and Facebook and stuff. And I know that still happens <laughs> now anyway. But everyone was just building, everyone just wanted a social network that could post a photo and just do filters on them. And it, I remember listening to a podcast where you know, the, the guys on there were just going, this era is going to be famous for the brightest minds of our generation are working on filters of like how to stick your tongue out or make your eyes glow red. Like, what are we doing? These people should be working on real hard problems and they're doing filters on on the, on cameras. And then I guess the next decade, the smartest brains in our world potentially were building shitcoin fucking hardware wallets. And you go, yeah, what are we doing? Like, but at least a portion of them worked on Bitcoin and got it to where it got to. So 
it wasn't all a waste this time, at least because with, with the fucking image filter thing, there was no fucking end goal that was going to be good there. It was all just a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Whereas with this one, at least in this space, probably 1% of the effort that was spent on Bitcoin will actually end up being the best use of human effort ever. It's just a shame that 99% of it got diverted over to these get which quick scams. That, yeah. All those coins, like the, the next cycle when when Bitcoin starts going crazy, I can virtually guarantee none of those names will be said again. <laughs> it will be a new set of 400 names on top of the 5,000 that have already gone before. It's just be the same scam wrapped up in a different wrapper. New and improved. We're back. The, the, um, the gravy train will stop. Like we saw the ICOs of their initial coin offerings. That kind of stopped in 2017, 2018. Do you not see the death of these shit coins? No. Um, I People think are fucking dumb. It's going to be the next, <laughs> it's going to be the next level of it. it. It's got to be the paper version of the next ETFs. So there's going to be an ETF for you know various shit coins. There'll be one for Ethereum eventually. There'll probably be one for multiples like Dogecoin and Shib and so on. So that'll be the next stage. Is the paper based? That's mm-hmm. got to be the next bull run. It just makes too much sense and it's too easy. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's it's um it, it's all the anons that sit on Twitter. Like it's they, those guys run the show. The the ETFs won't get much traction uh, if you put shit coins in them. Like they'll get a bit, but uh, the, but the regulatory compliance around all that will be a nightmare anyway. Like the the SEC is already pretty much saying Bitcoin's Bitcoin's fine. Everything else is security. So. They've all been sold. They're all non-compliant. Like, it's very hard. Like, even the exchanges are struggling to sell them. Never mind put them in, into an ETF. And mm-hmm. the thing, it, like I said, it's it's all it's the Twitter influencers that exist in shitcoin lands that come up with these bullshit ideas, throw them out there, make their five mil, pump and dump, close it, open up another one. They're the guys doing it. So they they all leave whatever they decide, whatever the trend is. And I think if it isn't artificial intelligence in some shape or form, I'll be amazed. There'll be some form of AI shitcoin link and everyone will be completely enamored by it and go oh my god this is the future just as they did with nfts Mm. oh my god nfts are going to be everywhere every ticket every fucking every interaction you ever have is going to be with an nft oh my god nike are bringing out their nfts like oh my god and then it's dead isn't it and it will be the same with ai because they'll Obviously, AI genuinely does have a fuck ton of use cases and it is probably going to take over the world at some point. But it does not need a token. It does not need a shitcoin attached <laughs> to it. But they will find a way of attaching it to it. And it will kind of make sense, but not really. If you think a bit hard, it won't make sense. But if you just look at it as a cursory glance, you go, oh my God, that's genius. That's all they need. And bang, up they go. It'll happen. I, I, I Dumb money. There's always dumb money, and the problem is we've been in the bear market so long. All those people that got wrecked, they'll they've gone back to their McDonald's jobs. They're earning their money, and they'll have a couple of grand in a year or two. Bitcoin correct, will be going to correct. the moon. They'll be ready to go again. Yep, they'll and they'll go. Well, now I definitely miss Bitcoin. I could have bought Bitcoin at twenty k. Now it's two hundred k. I'm fucking definitely not buying it. Yeah. But this new AI coin is the next Bitcoin, and I it, I'll put my two grand in there. Congratulations, you just lost it again. 
that's a good place to end on what was another fantastic pod. Yeah, very bit, very Bitcoin centric since Mr. All In refuses to cover shit coins anymore, even though you <laughs> insist on reading out every single one. <laughs> you, you know, I love a good shit coin, I know you do. I'm getting a bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, getting? <laughs> All right, well, I'll take us out. That was pod 117 brought to you by Mr. All In, aka the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the People's Champ, myself, so never look, aka the Excellence of Execution. And we dunked on her with two big balls. Mrs. No Show, aka No Show. Peace.